out there to all people and sketchy shopkeepers. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that is almost as cool as a dog in a party hat, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. Ah, spoilers. That dog doesn't wear a party hat in this episode. Oh, they took it off. I I didn't want to say it and just rain on this whole episode's parade right right from the start, but yeah, that's going to factor into the final score. Right. I think this one dropped below <laughs> fucking go eat worms. <laughs> because of that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Man. So Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. We had like a yeah. week this week. We had another fucking holiday. Like whoop whoop, I guess. But most importantly, yeah, I guess. it's my birthday. <laughs> yes. That that is what we're here to celebrate. A new it's year. A new Cortland. Yeah. Older, wiser perhaps. Mm, I did take a nap yesterday so <sighs> wise, decision, wise decision my friend yeah yeah that's always a wise decision <laughs> unless you're like crossing the street don't do that yeah unless you're well i don't know if you're narcoleptic like hey whatever right take a nap whenever you want that's how it works right <laughs> no, i don't think a, that's <laughs> this is just a <laughs> nap pass <laughs> uh brandon something terrible happened the other day oh no yeah it's something I think we both knew was going to be coming, but I don't think either of us talked about her in the past couple of days, so it's not yeah. our fault. That's what I'm trying to say. Rest in peace, uh, Dom I'm DeLuise. Trying... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Dom. Sorry, DeLuise family. Yes. But I it, think we're David, in the clear the for this one. I think so, yeah. I think we should just do, you know, we talk about her all the time. It's our girl, it's Betty White, you know? Yeah. I think we should just give a quick moment of silence. You know, she was... She was in the tale of the full moon, you know, like, <laughs> she wasn't, but she might as well have been. She was there in spirit, yes. Yeah. She was a golden girl right alongside, like, Jerry or whatever his name was. So, yeah, let's give just a moment of silence to our girl, Betty White. That's good. All right, I think we're back. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rest in peace to the legend. Yeah, right. Betty White. So, anyway... How was your week, Brandon? Did you do anything sweet? Um, uh, I mean, I had nachos. Dude, when? You didn't tell me. <laughs> that That's our New Year's tradition. We have oh. New Year's nachos. Yeah. Slow-cooked nachos. Slow-cooked nachos. What about the chip part of it? Do they get slow-cooked no, the, too? No, the chip okay. part is not slow-cooked. That would be a soggy mess. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's just a big pot of cheese and meat and salsa and sour cream slap that shit in a pot slow cook yeah. it yeah that's the tradition sour cream too yeah i remember one time i was at your house and you made me nachos but you put the sour cream on there and then you put it in the microwave and i was like oh huh because if anybody did that to me i would slap them so it's kind of surprising yeah you did that to me i think I, you I were must, testing me i must have hated you or been mad at you or something <laughs> i think it was when i used to play counter-strike all the time <laughs> you pissed me off and i was like that's it microwaving is fucking sour cream i was just trying to get you to play counter-strike <laughs> on the xbox with me well that <laughs> explains it because i didn't want to play that yeah you sure fucking didn't <laughs> i still don't uh, that's okay. I couldn't even tell you. Well, I actually have an Xbox near me, but I don't think I have Counter-Strike, and I'm pretty sure that the original Xbox doesn't have online anymore. <laughs> that's probably a good bet, yeah. Bill Gates was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All these peasants that can't afford my new systems cannot play online. <laughs> they want to play Counter-Strike? No. Not I'm gonna today. I'm going to microwave their sour cream and unplug this. <laughs> Bill Gates, you asshole. <laughs> We're getting sued. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Um, we should... We should just uh, talk about this episode. Hey. Okay. Yeah, we should. So, we watched The Haunted Mask 2, Part 2. Part 2. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I believe that's the official title. Yes. Um, side order proof. Cortland, how did you feel like this wrapped up the storyline? I loved it, Brandon. I thought it was really good. Very compelling story. Um, it had a lot of like high stakes. It was re- interesting. In some ways, it's kind of just a retelling of... The Haunted Mask 1, Part 1, 2, but, you know, it, it was done really cool. I loved it. Carly Beth's great. The Catherines were awesome. Amos Crawley was fantastic. And mm-hmm. I actually like the new Steve way better than the old Steve, so everybody wins. Yeah. Um, I believe we talked about this before, but, like, every episode would probably be improved with Carly Beth being in it somewhere. True. Uh, she should be in the background she, of everything. She episode. just pops off the screen. Yeah. We mentioned before the dog's not wearing a party hat, so... Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to spoil things, but I had to get it out. It down a lot. It was like a band-aid. Uh, I had to rip it off, yes. But yeah, good episode, I think. Yeah. I was excited to watch it again, and I'm excited to talk about it. Me too, me too. So, let's start at the beginning of the middle of the second part of this episode. Okay. <laughs> we start... Right where we left off, Cortland. Right after the sudden collapse, yes. Probably my yes. favorite part of the last episode, that, like, suddenly he collapses. And even more suddenly, yeah, he, the episode ends. He's dead, <laughs> and then it's to be continued. <laughs> so, Steve is still on the ground, crawling his way through the dirt. Yeah. He finds a wooden stick, and he uses it to stand up, mm-hmm. like a walking stick, like Gandalf. Yeah. He sees a group of kids and says, I need water. Please. The two girls there are like, huh? What are you saying? <laughs> and when he gets closer and repeats it, they're like, oh, he's got fucking spiders in his head. And they run away. Yeah. I love it. There's like fucking ew. out. Yeah. And I'm just going to mention it now because there's like no new actors in this episode pretty much that one of these girls is Julie from The Tale of the Lunar Locusts. Yes, I thought I recognized her. So she has five seconds of screen time, but still instantly recognizable. Wasn't Julie just in another episode, right? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I just mentioned her. I don't know why I would, because you do that part, but... (laughs) Probably something about stalking. Uh, Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Steve approaches the closest house now, and he bangs on the door, coughing all the way. He notices his reflection in the glass door, and there's spiders all up in his face, Cortland. Yeah, oh my god, this part was great. Like, I wondered where the budget was in season two, and it was all (laughs) absorbed by the haunted mask. Yeah, hiring that spider wrangler. Yeah, because these are, like, real spiders. Yeah, they put spiders on this mask. It was so good. And then, like, he, you know, flicks them off his face and stuff. And when they're, he like, when they're on to. the mask, they're they're fake. But then once they fall to his feet, like, they're real fucking spiders and crickets and bullshit, you know? Yeah. I felt really bad for this kid. He's getting old, man. That's the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah. He's getting old, and when you get old, there's spiders all over your face. 
That's what happens. Yes. Classic. You're a breeding ground for spiders. Golden Girls was a horror show. <laughs> you might want to, like, relocate back to the United States, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure spiders in Australia are garbo, so. Yeah, once I get old, I'll have to go somewhere. They're going to be just giant huntsman spiders over your face, and you're going to look in the mirror and be like, Oh, no, there's a spider on me! <laughs> Huntsmen's are the least worryful spider. That's not a word. Worryful? No, I don't think so, but I like it. Alright. It's where you Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Steve tries to pull the mask off, but of course, it's not budging at all. He sees some more kids walking around, and he calls out for them. He needs to go to adults. What's he doing? He goes to whoever's around, and, like, this is the end of trick-or-treating now, so everybody's kind of just going home. True, yeah. The boys go to help him, but then they see that he's disgusting looking. He calls mm-hmm. out for them to help. Help him take the mask off, and one of the boys goes, Let's go, he's just so drunk. Uh, that's what I thought he said. I was like, wait. I turned to Cam, I was like, did he just say drunk in the children's show? Because I'm just going to say, Brandon, like, I feel like we're both pretty adequately naive back when we were around these children's age, right? I didn't even know what I'm drunk naive was. Now. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have really known what that was. Like, I knew yeah. what alcohol was. But I would never have considered the idea of a person being described as a drunk. No, me neither. So this this family, like, yeah, I'm just generalizing. Their family's seen some shit, like, <laughs> fucking Widow's Peak Dracula over here. Yeah, R.L. Stein, like, he's keeping it real. Yeah, right? He's not sugarcoating it for you kids. You need to know. Life isn't all spiders on your face and candy. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's old drunk men, too, yeah. (laughs) Steve begs again to help take off the mask, but when the boys get closer, they take a big sniff and go, Oh, you smell, mister. Oh my god, why? What did that happen? I don't know. (laughs) Why does he smell? You want to know what else is weird? Is that his clothes are starting to, like, rip or something, too. Like, god, he did dress like an old-ass man. Yeah. I don't know, old people smell. Is that what it is? It's just the natural yeah, they odor smell of old and they men. have spiders. This is just all very classic. Aging. One of the boys does try to help. When he goes to take the mask off, he says he doesn't see a bottom to the mask. Steve says, Under my shirt, there's a line. There has to be a line. Just start taking so. my clothes off, young children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep taking it off until you find the line. <laughs> Uh, he crossed that line a long time ago. Um, I'm pretty sure I remember this exact same thing happening to Carly Beth, except there were scissors involved, so it was much more interesting. Yeah, this mirrors that there's no bottom to the mask, Carly Beth. Yeah, loved it. Except, uh, you know, Sabrina's way better than these random boys. Yeah, I am going to say, I wish Sabrina did a little more this episode, but I just appreciate that she's there to be like a cheerleader, pretty much. Yeah, she's there to be a nice cat. Except for that part where she's like, no, let's just go home and forget everything. But we'll get there. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> the boy backs up a bit and says, that's not a mask, mister. That's your face. What? And they run off. Oh, okay. What an odd thing to say. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Kudos to that kid, if you can give kudos in 2022, that he didn't, like, look down this kid's shirt. Right? Yeah, I, I guess. Like, all the way, anyway. To his toes back with cb and sabrina they're just kind of lazily spinning in circles hoping steve will walk into their vision i loved it (laughs) 
Chuck runs up and asks if they've had any luck, but of course they haven't. They're just spinning in circles. Yeah, I was kind of confused for a couple of seconds. Almost as confused as Carly Beth and Sabrina are looking for, <laughs> you know, Steve in the street somehow. And then Chuck comes up and he's like, oh, have you had any luck finding Steve? And they're like, nope, I haven't seen him. It's like, yeah, we found even him. Try. We're just calling his name out and spinning. It's not that hard to find him. Okay, first of all, Chuck was near him, so he knows, like, the general area that he was in. He -hmm. also knew that, like, you know, he was getting tired because he needed to gulp down that fucking candy. (sighs) When you give an old man candy, you know he's gonna be thirsty, so typical logical next step, just, like, go where you were, right? Right? Mm -hmm. You can't get around that. That's where you should start. Start where you lost the Steve. Yeah, and then spread out in a three-directional burst outwards until you find him. We're so much more smart than these fictional children. We are intelligence embodied, yes. Chuck tells the two girls that he's been up and down Maple and Davenport. Uh, Who hasn't? Nice little just specific town information there. Not just like, yeah, went up and down the street, but he didn't find Steve. Then CB gets an idea, so they all follow her. We get a two-second shot of Steve wheezing his way down the avenue. Making his way downtown. (laughs) And then we cut to a mother in a sweet denim jacket explaining to her daughter that they're only going to hit two more houses and then they're going home. And the little girl wants to stay out. And Cortland, I don't know what this little girl was dressed up as, and it's not important to the episode at all, but it's just like a pink and white frill-necked thing with a gold star below her neck. Yeah. It's not a superhero. I don't know. You know what I thought immediately, though? Which I probably... What? Like, not great. I thought of Jean Benet Ramsey. <laughs> she just up as. Um, I'm probably sure that's not what it is, but... It, it might been, be. Like, it could be. It could be. Um, what year was Jean Benet Ramsey? Wasn't it, like, 1996? Uh, mid-90s, I'm gonna say. I'm just going to so, look it up really quick here. Sure. Um, look up when that little girl was murdered. She was murdered December 25th or 26th, not quite sure, 1996. So yeah, I was right. Wow. So this but is yeah. like right around that time, but probably after this episode aired. Gosh, let me... Yeah, so what we're trying to say, folks, is that R.L. Stein knew. <laughs> We've cl- clued it all together. All right. It was a... <laughs> We're getting dangerously close to libel. I know, right? (laughs) He killed her. Anyway, Steve (laughs) shuffles his way into the scene, asking for help. The little girl screams, and the mom picks up her daughter and scolds him for existing. Uh, yeah, so... (laughs) If everyone assumes that he's just a real old guy, which they seem to, and he's asking for help, then, like... Yeah, the the problem is, this is a Halloween, you know there's kids around here with fucking masks on right and this kid just happens to have a really great costume on right now and he's like please woman help me i need help i'm gonna die and she's like "Ah!" she gets up she She says like shame on you how dare you try to scare jean benet ramsey over here (laughs) oh boy uh steve mutters out some incoherent nonsense about get off no line please help no line, help line, no, please, off. Talking about his mask not having a line. Oh, I, th- I thought he was like, Arlstein, line, you know. <laughs> back to the action squad, Carly Beth has led the group through the woods back to the novelty shop. 
Back to Steve. He grunts a whole lot and falls on the floor again. Back to CB, because it goes back and forth very quickly. It does, yeah. And a lot of times when it goes to Steve, he's not doing anything. Yeah, they just need to remind us that Steve's still coughing <laughs> and yeah, thirsty. he's still dying. Carly Beth runs up to the very boarded up door and knocks on it. Chuck asks why she even thinks Steve would come here. CB says, Because that's what I did. When the mask wouldn't come off, I came here and the owner of the store helped me. By finding a symbol of love. Right. The only difference is, though, is that uh, Steve ever met the mask guy, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't know that, so I guess it's okay, but yeah. Chuck can't keep up with all this, so CB explains that the hideous mannequin head from last year is a symbol because her mom loves her. Mm-hmm. Now, Chuck thinks that this shit is all getting a bit too weird, but Carly Beth don't care, and she starts banging on the windows of the obviously abandoned building. I just love, you know, this whole thing's got me thinking about how Carly Beth just, like, solved her own problem in the first episode, you know? She didn't have anybody. She had to. Nobody cared, so she had to do it herself. Yeah. I mean, she's experienced now, so she's helping out, but there was no one to help her in the first one. Nope. Nobody except her mother. Kind of. She didn't even know it. She was a poet, and she didn't know it. She knew it. (gasps) Sabrina says, Hold up. I thought I saw a shadow or something in the window. We quickly see the shopkeeper, still wearing the haunted mask, turn away from the window and walk away. Yeah, it's kind of like in the tale of Jake the Snake, when Jake the Snake opened that door and that kid was there and he was like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Somebody spotted me. (laughs) I think about that uh, all the time. (laughs) It's the best. Carly Beth says that she didn't see anything, but she feels something. She asks the others if they feel it too. They're like, oh. No. And Carly Beth says it feels cold. Oh my god. If you did this shit to me, Brandon, I'd be so mad at you. Did what? I mean, look, Carly Beth is the main character, but if you did this main character bullshit of, like, you're the most important thing on screen, I'd be so mad at you. I'm the chosen one. If we were, like, you know, going on an adventure or something, and we got to, like, a abandoned building, and you were like, do you feel that? And I'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> I'd be so mad at you. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Brandon. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would be annoyed if I were both of these people, but they don't know what Carly Beth has seen. That's true. And I'm still on Carly Beth's side. I just wanted to make fun of her for a second. Okay. Well, She's still the greatest thing <laughs> this season so far. <laughs> uh, yeah. Greatest thing in both seasons. Mm-hmm. So, now that Sabrina wants to go, that's like both Chuck and Sabrina just like, fuck Steve, let's go eat candy. I know, I know, right? They're just like, he's probably fine. (laughs) (laughs) I think they do say that. Like, (laughs) Carly Beth wants to go through the back door like Steve did. She asks for Chuck to show her where it is. It's in the back, Carly Yeah, it's at the back, dumbass. Back with Steve, he's still on the ground. But now, he looks at his hands, and they're starting to change, morph, and get all wrinkly. Also, the spiders in his hair have changed from real spiders to those little plastic spiders you get in those fake webs. Yeah, I just put some of those up last Halloween. It was great. Back with CB and the gang, they walk through the back door and call out for anyone. Chuck doesn't wait for a response before being like, well, no one's home, let's go. CB doesn't hesitate for a second and walks forward, telling him she 
has to make sure. I really appreciate how like a, how brave Carly Beth is during all this. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a total scaredy cat starting out, and then she had that experience, and now she's just like fuck everyone, fuck everything. I'm Carly Beth. Watch out. Yeah, exactly. Almost every scene is her, like, her friends being like, "Eh, I don't know about this, and her just walking forward and doing her own thing. Yeah, she's used to doing it on her own, man. She had to fucking slay a demon on her own last year. (laughs) Takes a toll on a girl. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you just gotta relax, let your hair down, put yourself in a ducky costume, but you still gotta get shit done. (laughs) Chuck rolls his eyes and he says, she has to make sure, before following along. The three kids make their way down to the basement. CB asks if anyone is there, and Chuck tells her, No one is here. Let's go. Yeah, Chuck wants to get the fuck out of here and just abandon his friend so bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's his best friend. (laughs) Carly Beth asks, Where's the shopkeeper? Even though the place is, like, completely deserted, so obviously he's gone. People don't just hang out in their old businesses. No, I think that's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) You don't just, like, close up shop and then live there. Sabrina runs up and grabs Carly Beth's arm, saying, Come on, Carly, let's just go. And she calls calls her Carly Carly again. Like, it's weird. It sounds wrong. I was taken aback. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's not her name. (laughs) Before realizing that, yes, Carly is indeed one of the two names in Carly Beth. Yeah. Do you think it's her middle name is Beth, then? Is that how that works with people who have, like, hyphenated names? I think it can go both ways. I think she her name could be, like, Carly Beth Sue oh. McClintock, or it could just be Carly <sighs> Beth. Right, right. Like, Carly Beth Sue Ann Marie <laughs> Calway. Um, yeah. Okay. She's one of those people with 13 names. Dude, who does that? Except for wizards, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Carly Beth is a wizard. Shit, that explains so much. Right? I'm, okay, I don't know about you, but I think I'm amazing at (laughs) plot details. I see it all, you know? Maybe I'm a wizard! Carly Beth keeps moving. Then the two other kids slowly look around. And somehow, CB gets behind them. And she slowly creeps her arm toward them and jump scares them. Why? Why? We don't know. (laughs) Why? What an asshole. She knows that they're both, like, very jumpy and scared at this point. So, she does that thing that everyone does in Goosebumps, where they slowly drift their arm instead of just being like, Hey, guys. (laughs) That's too easy. We need to pan time out or something. (laughs) She doesn't even say sorry, and she just keeps moving. Yeah, she, like, fucking rolls her eyes and is like, Oh my god, I'm gonna have all these fucking idiots near me and they're scared of stuff. Okay, they all be strong like Carly Beth. <laughs> they need to go through their own near-death experience. Yeah, near-demonic possession. Well, they do get demonic possessed, like extra-demonic possession experiences. Chuck and Sabrina both try to justify leaving, saying that Steve is probably fine. He just took off his mask and is now kicking it at home, counting his candy. Fuck yeah. Carly Beth says, I hope so, and they all turn to leave. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, I hope so. Out. Yeah. I was surprised that she. I mean, she says it with a little more, like, skepticism, but. We cut quickly to Steve, still on the ground and very much not fine. Is he counting candy at least? (laughs) No. No part of their prediction is true. Damn. 
He props himself up on a tree and says, I'm turning into an old man. This is one of the things about this episode. Like, it's all just a euphemism of, like, being young and then turning into an old man, which is, of course, as we all know, the scariest thing imaginable. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that. It is just so, like, front and center here. Like, he didn't want to be old. He actively made fun of that passing old man who doesn't, minding his own business, and now he's the old man. Yeah. What's this called? Bitter irony or delicious irony? One of those. Yeah. Uh, thematically, it makes a lot of sense. Like... It's related to his fears and anxieties. With yeah, Carly Beth, cool. it was more, I don't know, like she was just scared of things and then a scary thing happened to her. So, yeah, I like that the there's connection. a little more to it. Um, yeah, hers was basically just bada bing, bada boom. Now you're the devil. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you tore With up the ducky it's... costume. Now you must pay. <laughs> At least mom, thankfully, fixed it. Yeah, with him, it's like, oh, you don't like old men? Well, bada-bing, bada-boom, now you're old. Now you are one. A lot of bada-booming around here, really. (laughs) Steve tells himself that it must be a dream, and that he needs to get home. As soon as he takes one step, though, he falls again. God, I feel bad for him. Nobody wants to be old. I know. Get this motherfucker a life alert. (laughs) He spent this whole episode just falling. I love this kid, like... I'm really glad that they changed the Steve now because he does a really great job with his lines and everything. Yes, this this kid is a much stronger actor than the first one. Like, maybe that kid got better in the year since then, but this guy just wasn't willing to take the risk. (laughs) He said, old Steve, fuck off. Come on in here, cuckoo clock kid. Stein was a real dictator on the set. Except you know when it came to his sequences where he's just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Tea time in two hours. Let's go. I got to take a shit. <laughs> Finish this up. <laughs> Steve's still on the ground, and there's someone there standing over him now. Steve asks oh. for help, but we see that it's the shopkeeper in the haunted mask. Instead of helping, he kneels down and tells Steve, Your face so so he really uh redeemed himself at the end there <laughs> i was just like damn yeah really good. yeah just trash this dude <laughs> the haunted shopkeeper tells steve i am the evil that controls you you are under my power now old man so i think not to just cut you off or anything, Brandon. I think I know why those eyes are meshed out. Why? Because I still don't because know. Because this is obviously not. This is obviously not the old man shopkeeper. Okay. It's clearly like a, bo- a person, that, uh, like a body double or whatever. That was my first thought. Was like, oh, because like this is a stand-in actor for all these non-face scenes. But then I thought, like, would we recognize him? Would we recognize his eyes and be like, that's not him? I don't think anyone would. Probably not, but I think it just is going to show you that it's not even a person. Like, it's just the mask Mm. doing all of it, you know? So they wanted to make sure that it was like a human eye underneath. Okay. Steve says, I'm not an old man. I'm a kid. In an old man voice. The shopkeeper responds, you were until you chose the mask. Now the mask and you are one. The shopkeeper just keeps piling on, saying, You are an old man. A feeble, helpless old man. He then tells Steve to bring it to him. Steve is like, What? Huh? Bring what? The shopkeeper yells, The head of Carly Beth. Knew it. Which is, you know, it's just a good line. Like, bring me the head of Carly Beth. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I immediately, like, thought of the plaster head or whatever, yeah, but... of course. Yeah, just kill Carly Beth, <laughs> give her my head. I mean, wait. <laughs> and he's like, which one? And he's like, eh, use your imagination, kids. <laughs> See ya. Either, both, doesn't matter. <laughs> Steve is freaked out at first, but the shopkeeper clarifies, that symbol of love that sits on the mantle in her warm, lighted house. Steve clues in that he means the hideous mannequin head, and the shopkeeper mm-hmm. tells Steve to bring it to him if he wants to ever see his young face again. I don't know, Brandon. If you were in this situation, would you trust, like, a creepy, horrifying mask that's yelling at you, telling you you're perfect as an old person, and then, like, do what they want you to do? I don't think I'd do it. If you can't trust a demon, Cortland, who the fuck can you trust? It's a good point. Good point. This guy can barely walk for, like, two steps. He's got no choice. Oh my god, I love it. And he's got like a time limit on his task too, it's great. The shopkeeper says that he's going to be chilling at the cemetery until midnight, and Steve better be there by then. Then, he disappears, and a voice whispers all of the things we just heard in the scene back over again. Nice recap. (laughs) Yeah. Just in case you missed the last five minutes. Well, I have the attention span of a seven-year-old, so (laughs) it was very helpful. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your possessed bestie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got, we're so thankful for you spending some time with us. Looking to support our show and get access to some sweet rewards? Become a patron at patreon.com slash private island today. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing. Higher tiers get more stuff like bonus content, t-shirts, stickers, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice, Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and Matt, the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy, and the Diamond Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. I hope you take some time to follow us on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We've created a ton of original content to complement our show, like memes, videos, GIFs, and more. I just found out how to animate my Friday memes, and I'm super excited to see how creative I can get with them. We do watch parties every Wednesday night at 8pm on Instagram, and even stream games from time to time on Twitch. You can hang out with us live at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. This Saturday, we should be finishing up the Are You Afraid of the Dark video game, The Tale of Orpheo's Curse this Saturday at around 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. After that, we'll probably get murdered and dead by daylight. We also periodically play Jackbox party games on the weekends, and we would love to have you join us. If you didn't know it, we've got a Facebook group. I hope you check it out and join, as I'd love to share some memes, memories, and more. Just search Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thank you so much for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and you really make all that hard work worth it. For now, I'll let you get back to the show, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye! Back at Steve's house, his mom is standing on the porch with her dog not in a party hat, Uh, talking to Carly Beth and Sabrina.
You know what? They had me in the first half, but once I saw this dog without a hat on, zero out of ten. Do you think she took the hat off the dog when, like, trick-or-treating was done? Or do you think the dog was just like, fuck this, because that's what dogs do, and took it off himself? Um, she probably took it off. She lovingly made sure that hat was on for every single scene, but now, like, trick-or-treating's basically over. So, she was like, alright, what's the dog's name? Bugsy? No, that was from Room Sparky, I think. Sparky, yeah. She was just like, okay, Sparky, we can finally take this hat off. He was like, thank merciful Christ, <laughs> Steve's mom. Dogs hate wearing clothes. Yeah. I do, I mean, I do too, but, like, I, I have to. <laughs> I mean, dogs at least don't have to. Yeah. Like, I wear this party hat that I'm wearing now by choice, Dude, but... you got a party hat on too? <laughs> yeah. Party hat twins. Steve's mom gave it to me. <laughs> she said I had to wear it or she would shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's mom tells the girls that it's only 11.25, and Steve said that he'd be home by 12. I know, right? Steve's mom, you told him to be home by midnight. Oh, never mind. I already complained about that last time. Yeah. The girls say, that's cool. We only came by to say hi anyway. They turn to go, and Mrs. Steve's mom offers them candy because she has plenty left, and they say, no, Cortland. Yeah, it's because she overbought and underdelivered. She was the one that <laughs> she bought, like, oodles of candy, but only gave away that one Tootsie Roll per kid. Ugh. Yeah. You never know. You never know the flow you're going to get. You either get good stuff, like, or you get the Tootsie Rolls. And guess what, Steve's mom? Nobody's going to eat those Tootsie Rolls. They're going to sit in that sack of candy until their moms throw it out. And they say, you're done with this candy, right? And they're like, yes, mom. And Tootsie it's April Rolls. And I can get down to Tootsie Rolls. That's that's fine. Give me all your Tootsie Rolls. But if you're yeah. going to give me Smarties, okay. like, I would rather I'd rather you just give me, like, your garbage. Brandon? What? I love Smarties, okay? I've <laughs> okay. Do... Well, we're learning so a lot we, about each other right now. We're the best. but Yeah, because I can give you all the Tootsie Rolls and you can give me all the Smarties. We are a match made. <laughs> With our powers that. combined, we can eat all the candy. We can do what has never been done. <laughs> But if anyone gives either of us a bit of honey, we're both dudes. Oh, yeah, fuck that. The, the curse is up. Like, <laughs> we're fucked. What else don't you like? You know what I do like, though, in terms of, like, Tootsie what? Rolls? The flavored Tootsie Rolls? The ones that are, like, vanilla Ooh. or orange or lemon? Those ones are well, amazing. The vanilla vanilla ones I don't really like, but the fruit-flavored oh. ones, delicious. You don't like the vanilla ones? I don't like vanilla things, and but... I don't really like vanilla things. Huh. I also don't like white chocolate. I love white chocolate. Gosh, well, do you opposites. like dark chocolate? No, fuck dark. I chocolate. love dark chocolate. <laughs> we are really like yin and yang. Oh my god, we're like here. oil and water. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't we friends? I don't know. I ask myself that every morning when I go. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. the girls say no to that candy, which bothers me because you might think, oh, they've got bigger fish to fry. You know, they're yes. not. They're not worried about the candy, but they're clutching on to those sacks of Halloween candy the entire episode. They never drop them. So well, you know what? Here's how it is, Brandon. Let me regale you of why this is happening. So okay. the two girls quickly realize and understand that uh, Steve's not going to make it home. And they know that Steve's mom will be so upset and sad that she's going to binge eat the candy. And they don't want to take that away from her. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. All right. That's very sweet, actually. Yeah. They know she's going to need that grief chocolate. Exactly. (laughs) 
as they walk away, Chuck appears from hiding. And he's hiding so that Steve's mom won't know that he's missing. Yeah. He says that they should call the police. CB says all the police in the world can't help with this. I think they might be able to help with this. I mean, they at the very least could, you know, help find Steve, which is what <laughs> police do. Yeah. yeah. Like, they don't they don't need to know, like, ancient evil mask procedure to just find a missing kid. A missing kid, by the way, who walks, like, negative one mile per hour because he's constantly falling. He actually just rolls around to get to where he needs to go. <laughs> he does, like, the inchworm shuffle. <laughs> like in James and the Giant Peach in the animated part. Oh, the whole thing's animated. But where, <laughs> yes. where he well, has the except dream. Except for the live action parts, yes. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But the, when the part where he has the dream where he's a worm eating the peach or whatever, and he's, like, smiling and stuff, that's how... The old man gets around. Yes. It's like a worm. Or you do like a caterpillar. It's really yep. slow. <laughs> That's how he does it. <laughs> CB says, the masks are alive and they take you over. Sabrina says that she's getting scared. Don't you think that CB should have like started with that? Yes. Okay. All right. We're on the same page. That's why we're friends. CB just continues saying that she was taken over and now she thinks that Steve is too. Yeah. Cut to Carly Beth's house. The doorbell rings, and CB's mom answers the door a bit hesitantly. Yeah, because it's almost fucking midnight. <laughs> yes. On the porch, Steve is wheezing and looking just like a pile of dog shit. CB's mom asks if the old man needs an ambulance, and Steve tells her, No, just a glass of water. He coughs and hacks up as mom walks in to get him a glass. Oh, man. Steve follows right behind her, but she doesn't notice. And as she goes into the kitchen, he shuffles his way towards the mantle. Mom comes back out to find the old man is gone from the porch. Mm-hmm. And Steve looks at the clock on the mantle, seeing that he only has 20 minutes to get to the shopkeeper now. And he's going to need every fucking second. He's going to need five times that. <laughs> Mom comes back inside with the glass and looks around, clearly disturbed. Because this would be a really scary situation, actually. Yeah. Not yeah. knowing that this is a young child in a mask. But even then, uh, young children can kill people. So They can, but also get out of my house, you know? Yeah. Then mom goes into the kitchen and dumps that fresh glass of water like it was green juice or something when she hears <laughs> a sound like a door closing. She walks out slowly to see that no one is there, but the camera shows us that the mannequin head is now gone. Yeah, I also like to just assume that it's just closing in on that golden duck on their mantle. <laughs> They're like, check out this horrifying golden duck. Check this shit out. You thought the ducky costume was cool? It's all ducks here, baby. This is the duck house. We transition to a dark and dirty alleyway. Who knows how far away from Carly Beth's house. And Steve is struggling to walk while carrying the head. He looks up at a clock tower and sees that he now only has 15 minutes to get to the cemetery. Okay, so at the speed he's walking, this dirty urban alleyway must be right behind Carly Beth's quiet suburban home. Yes, it's actually in between Carly Beth's house and like the house right next to her. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah, it's like one of those... You know, New York sets with sirens in the distance and dogs barking, babies crying. Yeah. Back with CB's trio, 
they're walking next to the cemetery, calling for Steve. Sabrina looks at the same clock tower, and now there's only ten minutes to midnight. Jack points to the graveyard and says, This is about the only place we haven't looked. Remember, Carly Beth, when you scared me and Steve last year? Carly Beth says, I remember, and they all head in. And guess who else is heading in to the cemetery at the same time? It's Steve. Mom. Oh. <laughs> he rolls down a hill into another part of the cemetery and stumbles his way through the foggy grounds. All the while, what sounds like cats being tortured scream in the background. Yeah, so the cat stuff. Was that in the first Haunted Mask? Because I know it was in um, the photo episode. The Say cheese or yeah. die. Yep. I don't know if it's the same noise, but I remember there being cats screaming at us in that, too. When you think about it, cats screaming is the scariest thing. Uh, I don't like it. (laughs) It's pretty unnerving, I will say, yeah. The shopkeeper appears and asks if Steve brought that head. Steve says, yeah. And the shopkeeper, dressed in a black robe and looking like Emperor Palpatine, sashays Mm -hmm. his way towards Steve. Oh my god. He does. Steve pulls out the mannequin head, and the shopkeeper is like, Are you fucking crazy? Don't show it! Destroy it! Yeah, so, kind of the same thing again. He's like a vampire to it. Steve asks, If I do, you gonna make me better? And the shopkeeper tells him, If you don't, I'll make you worse. Your eyes will turn into pus. Your tongue will crawl in the dirt. I'll make your bones soft like cheese. (laughs) Now smash that head! When I first heard him say that, I thought he said his balls, but obviously he didn't say that. But then again, we did have that part where he was like... I don't know, the things we've heard. <laughs> that part where that kid was like, get this old sloppy drunk out of here. <laughs> so, I don't know, anything's up for Get this for fucking meth addict out of my face. Steve asks why the shopkeeper wants this thing destroyed anyway. The shopkeeper says, when it's gone, Carly Beth will be mine. Hmm. Um, why does he want Carly Beth? Mm, memories? I don't know. <laughs> for not paying the correct price for the mask? I can't I can't imagine why he would want her. She did make it rain with that money, though. He didn't probably even count it. No. And it was probably not enough, and he probably missed his quotas, and that's why the shop had to close. It's all making sense now. The, the whole revenge is making sense. It's all about that shop. It's all about money, capitalism, etc. Yep. Follow the money, Cortland. You got it. Steve refuses to destroy the head, and the shopkeeper is like, That's it. You're gonna be spiders. (laughs) Steve falls to his knees, scratching at his mask. The shopkeeper says, You feel that? Creeping beneath your skin? Steve has had enough, and he agrees to do whatever the man wants. The shopkeeper says, Ooh, you're groveling. I like that in a boy. That's weird. It's very weird. (laughs) Very weird. Just odd phrasing. Yes. Steve lifts the head up to smash it, but when he does, the face on the mannequin moves, saying, Help me. Oh, Lord. And I thought it looked a lot better than the first one, Cortland. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. But it just begs the question, is Carly Beth's mom magic, then? Yes. Why do you think Carly Beth's a wizard? Like, it comes from somewhere. True. Alright, no further questions. (laughs) This makes him hesitate to smash the head, of course, because it's a living thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> it did just beg for assistance. Begged for mercy. <laughs> I have children. So the shopkeeper says, More spiders, anyone? And Steve <laughs> smashes that face onto the ground into a hundred pieces. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody in Australia is just like, God, I wish I could smash one so I didn't have any more spiders. <laughs> yep, we keep our mannequin heads around to ward away. Everyone's got one. The shopkeeper says, Yes, that which protects her is gone. Just then, the voices of his friends call out for Steve. CB and the gang make their way deeper into the cemetery. She says she hears voices and heads toward them, but Chuck says they should just go. Even though this whole going into the cemetery thing was his idea. Carly Beth notices something on the ground. It's the spot where she buried the mask, but now it's just an empty hole. She says, It's escaped! The mask is alive! And runs. (laughs) Oh, CB, yeah. (laughs) Sabrina and Chuck chase her down and catch up to her, but CB is just muttering some nonsense about the mask. Suddenly, there's a snarling sound, and they all turn to see the shopkeeper in the haunted mask. They all scream as he approaches them. He tells Carly Beth that it's time to finish what they started. He calls out for his henchmen to hold her, and Steve appears behind her and grabs her. I don't know how. Like, he's so weak. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe, like, uh, the shopkeeper, or the mask, I guess, like, let up some of that old man flow, you know? Gave him just a little bit of that juice. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That's how I like my boys, with just a little bit of juice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe Carly Beth is just really weak herself. I don't know. No, not after last year. I know, I know. It doesn't make any sense. Did you see how she tore that ducky costume? Right, I mean, if she could tear a ducky costume, she can just... She can break the bones of an old man trying to grab her, like, pretty yes. easily. Um, I also just love that Sabrina and Chuck are just, like, watching all of this oh, they not do doing nothing. Anything. Nothing. <laughs> they don't even try to help. <laughs> no, they do jack shit to help this whole time. Oh, man. They're just like, shut up, I want to see what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where he's going with this. <laughs> Carly Beth sees the mask, and she's like, dude, I buried you. The shopkeeper tells her that he was released by the power of Halloween. Oh, so this is going to happen every year? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's so odd. Like, Halloween doesn't have any power. (laughs) No, no, it doesn't. He then says, your eyes will see through mine. You will wear my face forever. Oh, shit. Okay. The shopkeeper rips off his cloak and his suit in one smooth motion, revealing himself to just be a floating mask. So essentially, yeah. he tears he tears his head off from his body. Yeah. He roars a whole bunch, which sounds like... And he charges at Carly Beth. I love it. So, um, I just literally watched it again. And the way that like he rears his head back to roar and stuff, it reminds me of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Whenever Salem would talk. Because <laughs> like, he'd always just like throw his head back a little bit and be like, nah. You know, it's know exactly, exactly like that. exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. Except it's a disembodied head and then it charges. <laughs> yes. Pretty much the same. 
Yes, Steve, absolutely. who's holding Carly Beth, pushes her to the side and takes the mask's attack for her. He falls down, and the mask, like, spins out. <laughs> it's like, and fades away. It doesn't look great. No, it actually looks kind of terrible, but... It's like a really shitty commercial. <laughs> like a local commercial for, yeah. I don't know, mask go-karting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bell on the clock tower strikes midnight. We cut back and see the shopkeeper on the ground, like the human version. He sits up and points to Steve, telling him, Remove that mask, young man. Remove it now. Steve does as he's told and pulls the mask off with little effort. Mm -hmm. He looks at it in his hands and says, Is that all it is? It's just a mask. It's just a mask! It's a way of life, Steve. (laughs) Carly Beth touches the haunted mask on the ground and then picks it up. They wonder how it died, and the shopkeeper comes to them saying, When you threw yourself in front of the mask for Carly Beth, that was a symbol of love. Was it, though? Uh, I guess not wanting someone to die is the same thing as loving them. Um, I don't know about that one. But, like, also, wouldn't Carly Beth, like, whip her head around and be like, So, you fucking love me, eh, Steve? That's what I thought. Chuck says, This is a little deep for me. And Sabrina tells him, A wading pool is too deep for you, Chuck. That's good. I loved it. Yeah. I laughed. (laughs) They're friends. (sighs) The shopkeeper says, I was trapped within the mask. This boy freed me. Nobody cares, shopkeeper. saved you. (laughs) We're trying to steal the spotlights, shopkeeper. (laughs) This is all about him. (laughs) I'm the main character now. Haunted Mask 3 will be just me. (laughs) Steve is just like, well, I just didn't want her to get hurt. Didn't seem fair. Sure. Okay. The man says, Halloween brought this evil to life. You put it to rest. Let us hope it stays that way. And then he walks off. I love how his face is still all, like, green and stuff. Yeah, I don't know what the deal with that is. He's like a zombie. But Because he's gonna, like, he's gonna take his face off and start over again pretty soon. There's gonna be a new haunted mask. His face changes, like becomes the mask before he takes it off. Yeah, he gets uglier and uglier until he can't so, stand it anymore, and then he I want to see what off. it looks like, like, the moment before he takes it off. I want to see what it looks like when he does take it off, if he's just, like, fucking... He's just beautiful. He's... <laughs> he's gorgeous! No. <laughs> I meant, like, muscly and gross, like, does he literally rip his face off? No. It's just like having a really bad sunburn. Oh, man... I hate sunburns. They're the worst. Yep. When's the last time you had sunburn, Brandon? Oh, ages ago. Fuck off. I get sunburned if I even, like, think about going outside, so... Don't think about it. I did it. Oh, I'm burning! (laughs) Tear your flesh off. Back at Steve's house, his mom walks into the brown slab cube of a living room and sees all four kids looking at their candy loot. She tells CB that her mom is coming to pick her and Sabrina up. Yeah, at this point, at this point, it's like one thirty in the morning. Right? Yeah, like, it's late as hell. There would definitely be like police looking for these other kids as well. Ridiculous. She looks over and sees that Steve is just staring down at the ground and walks over to ask him what's the hubba. He says <laughs> he's fine and that he's just getting too old for this Halloween stuff. <sighs> then mom says, well, 
I'm making hot chocolate. And <laughs> gets up and leaves. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I don't have time for your emotional problems. <laughs> you know what it is? Hot chocolate fixes everything. She's like, fuck Halloween. Let's look forward to Christmas. Hot chocolate for everybody. It's like 93 degrees here right now, but I could go for a hot chocolate. Dude, it's 18. Oh, it went down. It's 17 degrees now. I could go for some hot chocolate, too. Yeah. Do you like little marshmallows or big marshmallows? I prefer big marshmallows. Ooh, the littler the better. <laughs> the little ones just kind of remind me of the marshmallows from, like, Lucky Charms. Uh, no, littler than that. The tiny little baby ones. The ones that are basically specks, right? Yes. They're like sprinkles of marshmallow. <laughs> Those ones are okay. Yeah. I just like to put one giant marshmallow in it that absorbs all the hot chocolate. And then you pour it out and slice it up with a knife and fork. Yeah. Seen yeah. The Simpsons. Is that what it was? Was it The Simpsons that did that? Yeah. Simpsons fucking did everything. They probably have a Goosebumps <laughs> slash Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast already. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> when Mom's gone, Carly Beth pulls out the haunted mask again. She points to the roaring fireplace and says, You thinking what I'm thinking? Steve pulls out his own old man mask, and they both throw them in the fire in slow motion. Yeah. The, the four fumes kids alone would kill them they... all. <laughs> yeah. Don't do this, kids. <laughs> Mom calls out that the hot chocolate is done, and the kids all get up to leave. When they're gone, we see the haunted mask reforming itself back into shape. But only like the original haunted mask, not the new one. No, no. The new one's toast. Yeah. That's Because that one doesn't fucking matter. The mask looks out to see the dog, Sparky, who barks at it. Bark, 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 bark. Like that? Cortland, at this point, did you expect it to be like the movie The Mask, yes. where the yes. dog wears it? I sure did, yes. Yeah. yeah. We get a nice shot from outside as the gang gets their hot cocoa. <gasps> the dog appears with the mask in its jaws, shaking it back and forth. The dog places the mask in a hole and starts covering it with dirt. And that's the I like end. I like the part Up where the, the mom episode. comes out and she's like, here's the hot chocolate. Come get it. It's nice and hot. Like, yeah, it's fucking hot chocolate, mom. Yeah, it's not iced hot chocolate. Oh, I would eat that too, though. And by eat, I mean drink. So that's it, all right? Yeah, the story's over, but the episode's not over because now we're back oh. to your boy, RL. <gasps> my boy. He says, I hope you enjoyed that story. That Steve is a good kid. He walks over to a table with an Easter basket on it and tells us, <laughs> he, br he brought me some of his trick-or-treat goodies. He picks up a spider and says, mmm, cream filling, my favorite, and bites into it. Ugh. He says goodnight, and that's the end. It <laughs> what doesn't a lazy look... fucking end. <laughs> that does not look delicious, I will say. that That looks nasty as fuck. Yeah, it's just some, like, Cadbury cream spider or something, but... Bullshit. <laughs> it's jello. It's in, e it's in an Easter basket. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's totally an Easter basket. Um, wow. wow. Okay, so, that's yeah, it. that's okay. uh, The Haunted Mask 2 in its entirety. Yeah, really great episode altogether. Satisfying conclusion, I'd say. Super solid, super solid episode. I loved it from start Good to Good sequel. Mm -hmm. <sighs> is there a Haunted Mask 3? Like Fuck I if I know. <laughs> book, but the episode. Is there a book for it too? I don't. I don't think there is another episode. I've. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I've kind of briefly glanced over 
you know, season three, season four. I can't tell you in any of the episodes by chance, like, at all, but I'm pretty confident that there's not a Haunted Mask 3. Okay, there isn't a Haunted Mask 3, so I apparently made that up in my head. Is there a book for it? No. Oh, shit, okay, so that well's dried. Dried. Yeah. No more Carly Beth ever. Okay. You know what, though? She did great. She did great. Carly Beth's amazing. Really great character. The Haunted Mask lives was never actually written or published as a result of Arl Stein's contract ending with Scholastic. Oh. So it wow. was planned to come out, but he was he was like, you ain't paying RL, you're not getting the book. Yeah, I don't blame so, him. So, okay. Well, that's the end of the Haunted Mask saga then. That is literally all of it? Because I know that he's do- he even does Goosebumps books like to this day. I think there's like Slappy's World or something that he does. Plus there's the Goosebumps like 2000 series. He never went back to the Haunted Mask, even in those? No. And he, you know, he's doing like a uh, young adult and maybe slightly adult stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, I've never really watched the uh, Goosebumps movies. I think you've seen the first one. I think I've seen the second one. Is the Haunted Mask in either of those? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Okay, good. Like, it's very slappy-heavy, both of them, but, uh... Yeah, well. There's references to even, like, the pretty obscure the shit, episodes? like going worms. <laughs> Legend of the Lost Legend, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, Corlin, what would you say is the moral of this haunted mask? Um, you know, I had one, and I forgot it, but, uh... It was a really good one. It was going to be so funny. Was it dogs are better with party hats? Yeah. Basically, if you have a dog, put a party hat on it. If you <laughs> don't have a dog, get a dog and put a party hat on it. If neither of these can be happening, then fuck off. Yeah. Get a dog with a party hat. Case closed. The real moral of the story is let your kids trick or treat until midnight for some reason. Just do it. Yeah. Nothing bad can happen. No demon nope. taking over. There's no, no demons. Old no men demons. trying to make them their henchmen. I don't know. <laughs> Just do it. That's the moral. Just do it. How come? Uh, how come? Carly Best mom didn't make a bust of her other favorite child, Noah. You know, you Noah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she doesn't <laughs> love him very much. <laughs> that pity laugh. Thank you. Um. <laughs> The real moral of the story is if you have a bust of your head, destroy it. Destroy it or get someone else to destroy it. But either way, it's gotta go. It's gotta go. Mm-mm. Can't have that shit. All right. Well, I mean, as far as alternate titles go, oh, I have another one. The... I have another oh, one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The real moral of the story, all that nonsense we just talked about is stupid. The real moral of the story, if you see an old man on the street and he wants a glass of water, do not give it to him. <laughs> As a matter of fact, insult him a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, run away. He make sure he you. knows that he's not a valu- valuable part of society. Yeah, fuck him. All right. Um, do you have any alternate titles for this? I mean, it's the Haunted Mask too, so not really. What else could it <laughs> makes be? it kind of difficult? Um, let's stop looking for Steve. Uh, <laughs> Steve's probably okay. <laughs> Steve's. Can we candy. just go now? Sabrina and Chuck ain't helping. The, the part where, like, he had 20 minutes to go from Carly Best House to the graveyard, which is, on average, about two minutes away. Like, the most amazing race? I don't know. How about, I'm turning into a old man. Oh, man. Old, old man. man. <laughs> nah. All right. Moving on. Okay. Cortland, that's it for 
haunted mask. The next episode, Cortland, I'm sure you're very excited because it's it's going to live up to the the hype. Hold on. It's probably, let's see, we had three Halloween episodes, so the next one must be Thanksgiving, right? Nope. It's more Halloween. Get the fuck out. Is it? No. Oh, okay, okay. That I, would I believe be too you. much. You had me for a second. I know. I knew I could have said anything. <laughs> I knew in the palm of my hand. <laughs> yes, I would have believed any lie that you just said to me. <laughs> All right, Cortland. The next episode is Let's Get Invisible. Ah, uh, okay. So, Let's Get Invisible. Um, I don't think I read the book, but I definitely remember the cover. I think it was one of the first of, like, one of the first, like, five books, wasn't it? Um, I think it's, it's, it's not... It might be, like, like somewhere in the tens? I don't know. Let me take a look at the cover it's here. It's number six. I thought so. I thought it was one of the earlier books. Yeah. I love... I, I think it's very interesting that they just, like... They're like, eh, let's do this episode next. Oh, this book, let's do it. Uh, the one where he's a bee? Let's make that an episode. <laughs> you know? And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, let's go do, you know, the first book, Welcome to Dead House. We'll do that one in episode 16 or, like, you know, it's just weird. It's all over the place. That's ridiculous. I don't know who did it, but whatever. So this cover of this book, I love it. It's one of those ones that's like more realistic. I, I like those ones. So the the background colors for the goosebumps and stuff, it's kind of like this darker green with like a light a lighter green in the back. I like it. It looks good. Um the cover itself is a kid who is like in front of a mirror and he's staring at his hand with wonder and a little bit of spook, you know, a little horror there. <laughs> looks like his lower half is kind of disappearing, and he's like, holy shit, you know, like staring at his hand like, whoa, my hand's disappearing. But it's not his hand that's disappearing, it's his lower half, so I don't know what he's staring yeah. at his hand for. Um, looks really good, though. Like, you can tell he's in some sort of, like, attic area. There's a spider web. Um, the tagline, now you see him, now you don't. Okay? Yeah. It's a pretty, uh, you know what? I'm just going to say, it. I think this cover is boring. Oh, okay. I mean, it is kind of boring. I just like the realism of it. I like, I like the. It's artists a that, very you know. well done painting. Yeah. Uh, but when you get down to it, it's just a kid looking at his hand. Yeah, he's got like a sweatshirt on, typical '90s, a little too oversized for him. So he's got like lots of loose baggage. He's swimming in it. Um, his hair, typical '90s hair, does have a bit of a swoosh in it. I just really appreciate how realistic it can look, and like yeah. the artist is very talented. It's but nice. it is kind of boring. Yeah. What do you think this episode's about? It's obviously going to be... Okay, well, maybe not so obviously. I I, I want to say that there's this mirror that is in one of the kids' attics, and it, you know, makes a kid invisible, and then they do some hijinks, and then they realize, oh, shit, this ain't good. The longer you're invisible, the more you're going to be visible forever, ever, ever, you know? Hmm, okay. No spoilers, but that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, what else could it fucking be, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty nice plot, I think. It'll be fun. I can't wait to watch the strings as things get lifted and everybody's like, oh, it's a ghost. You know, it's going to be great. All the fun before things get horribly out of control. Yeah. Which is also fun to watch. I do love a good ball rolling out of control nonsense why we're here <laughs> like this that's how it happened to the podcast like we were like let's just do one episode and then the ball started rolling got out of control and here it we are stop 
three years we're in like later. Our third calendar year of doing this. <laughs> Please stop us. <laughs> don't worry. If I don't edit this episode and I just throw it up as is, we'll get sued to oblivion anyway. So <laughs> all right, I'll put it into this. Well, that's it for the haunted mask. Join us next week for Let's Get Invisible. I've been up all night. I'll talk to you next week, Cortland. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, you smell, mister.